0: no um you know what the funny uh so jeff i want to first thank you for coming on to the podcast um i'm going to tell you one thing Uh, about five or six of the guests that we've had on so far and we always give somebody them always give them a chance at the end to say hey do you anybody you want to shout out to you want to thank or whatever and five of these individuals have not said a bad thing about you. They've always just Jeff Santos is the amazing person fighters market. Thank you so much. Blah, 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 blah. It's amazing. So I'm like, we got to get Jeff on here. Cause oh, I need to, wow. yeah. Oh yeah. Get Cause all, all, all the, all
1: the geese he's given people and all that sponsorship money. I, I think a, he, you signed Janine for what? Like t- a 10 year, $50 million contract. Something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> the Le- Le- LeBron James level money that you are throwing oh, at people to, oh. to wear that brand.
2: Yeah, well, uh, well, that's amazing, man. Well, listen, I, I want to thank you guys. It's an honor to be on, on it. You know, what I mean, to be a part of this. Um, I, I just to be a part of our, our Canadian community is, is, is the key for me. Like I just I love jujitsu and uh, to be a part of it. And you guys allow me to be a part of your podcast. It's, it's an honor. Absolutely.
0: So, like, um, I know we were kind of briefly talking before everything started, but like, how you've been doing during this whole um, lockdown? Obviously, the stores shut. No, your guys are still open. You guys yeah. are keep going. But how have things been going
2: otherwise? Well, the the store it physically is not open, like in the sense where it's to the public, right? So when this all went down back in March and the minister basically telling everybody to shut down, we shut our doors. So we locked it up. We have signs outside basically saying that you know to the public it's it's closed but uh, online services is still on. So we haven't stopped the actual business. myself and, and my wife are uh, ones at the at the branch so we're safe in that sense. So we just continue doing business as usual but through online. Um, but obviously with the sales things have dropped you know what I mean and considering what everything's going on, it's normal. Um, but we, we're staying positive you know what I mean this is not going to last forever. Uh, you know, but people are still continually trying to support as best as possible, considering, you know, what we're all going through, you know, physically, mentally, financially, all of that. Right. So. Mike,
1: is your Mike. Are you
0: good now? Are you, you going to make enough noise? You're good.
1: I'm alive. Everything's well. Okay. All right. You Everything, got your screen set up? Every, everything's good. Screen is set.
0: See, I'm glad I don't do these live anymore because I can always just edit
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll, I think we'll leave that in. Well, I think we'll make a oh, I'm probably one one day day of then. just all the the dumb shit that's just happened like during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like Aaron, like leaving his laundry like on the ground in like the middle of an episode. There's just like a big yeah, stack I of laundry. Oh
0: my yeah. god! I had laundry. I, I, I'm in a corner of my basement. That's it, right? So I just <laughs> I had laundry up on the floor. Well, that is, this is my makeshift studio. I make it work. It's where the, it's where the <laughs> magic
1: happens, baby. It's where the magic happens. That's it,
0: man. No, but um, so um, obviously, like, how did you get in, involved in even starting fighters market,
2: especially here in Canada? Like, how did that story even come to play? So uh, I was introduced to Bruno Mandaruka, which is the founder and owner of fighters market, right, uh, through Tony Isaacs. So I, uh, I brought a bunch of the boys to Portugal. We have a family condo there and it's about 45 minute drive from the venue. And I ended up meeting Bruno there at, at the venue. Uh, he required assistance. He didn't have enough staff. So I volunteered to uh, to help him that that uh, that week, the whole week. And we just started talking and then essentially. From there, just every year I would go to Europe and then he he would invite me to the worlds to like the bigger tournaments so Europe, Worlds and Pants, I would he would invite me to come over and, and assist him with those. And then about two years, yeah, about two and a half years ago, uh, we discussed about, you know, why don't we do like a published market in Canada type of thing. And then, you know, we thought about it and we went back and forth on it. And essentially came down and here we are we agreed on it um tony originally was it was a part of it and then uh, you know with tony's schedule he just he couldn't really stay with us type of thing with with work and dealing with the oja and the canadian uh, jiu-jitsu association as well so i kind of just took it on myself with my wife and uh, we went partners with bruno just for the canada division though like you mm-hmm. still owner, like for us
1: and all that. And he's got partnership with me in, in Canada. What, um, what got you initially started? Like, um, well, did you have like a, like a logistics background or like a shipping background? Like what, what did you do before fighters market came to you?
2: So I'm, I started, uh, my career in automotive. So I I'm, uh, I'm am I'm a, started as an automotive technician and then from automotive, I went to the forklift industry and then became a forklift uh, mechanic servicing like uh, high-level corporate accounts like IBM and the Costco's, stuff like that. So I, I dealt with people a lot throughout my life. I've always been a people's person, services like that. And then about five years ago, I became a uh, manager at one of the branches. So that actually helped me a lot in the sense of fighter's market. It gave me that no- knowledge on how to run a business and, you know, the avenues that I need to go. So, So that helped me a bit. Yeah.
0: excellent okay so like but like so running fighters market but you
2: you got yourself involved
0: in martial arts before that right so yeah, it do- years ago
2: so eight okay. years ago i started uh originally started with judo and then uh, i was at uh, judoka martial arts uh, mike knows about it and yep i think that's where we met uh yeah. that's where we originally yeah. met yeah yeah okay. uh, you came down You did some um some classes was there with tony and what have you and then, uh, so we're affiliation to Gracie Humata at the time. And about six months into my Judo, that's when I started doing Jiu-Jitsu as well. And then I started doing Judo and Jiu-Jitsu. About five years in that, I had to stop doing Judo because of a knee injury. And then I uh, ended up having two, two knee injuries on the same knee. So I kind of stopped the Judo, but continued with the Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, so it's about eight years now in, in, uh, in Jiu-Jitsu. Very
0: nice. Excellent. And so now you're training with uh, Gringos up in uh, Pickering and obviously
2: teaching there as well. Yeah. So I'm with uh, Gringos, Section Reaction. Um, I train, I try and do as much training as I can in the North York location because that's where all, you know, all the killers are, what have you. I do train in, in Pickering a little bit as well, but I do teach in Pickering. Yeah. So I teach the two kids classes on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: Okay. Can you explain to like some of the viewers here like how did you end up um at Action Reaction and initially like how did you know how did you find how did you find them and like how did you make that your home?
2: Um so after after the uh, judoka I went to Mamura for, for about a year. I was uh, I was training there for a year and and helping them with teaching as well. Um uh, but Antonio had an injury so we kind of pulled him out. He got a concussion and then uh I pulled them out for about a year, and then I ended up talking to Fernando because uh, it was just easier for me to go there right after work. So I started just end up going there and started uh, training. And he knew I was teaching from day one when I started the martial arts. So he asked me if I wanted to teach as well, and I said, "Yeah, of course. I love teaching. I love volunteering and assisting with the kids and stuff like that." So how, how do you
0: keep yourself injury free training with all those monsters then?
2: Guard, guard. <laughs> Lots of guard pulling now. There's, there's not a lot of judo anymore. I, I do a lot of guard pulling and uh, just keep them with my legs. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's the, the, the training there, especially like now that he's brought in all of these Brazilians that come and go every six months. The training there has just developed so much. Like it's done a lot, at least for me.
1: I, I would assume it's done for everybody else too. Yeah, we're gonna have a. We're actually gonna have Fernando on a future podcast that we're gonna uh, record in a few days. We're gonna ask him a lot about that as well, and his his evolution of his gym as well, because that's that's a gym I visited a lot as well, and I've seen like it's not like night and day, like the the evolution of it and how it's yeah. how it's grown to be. Out in my opinion, one of the top gyms in Canada. No, for sure. I would think so too. <laughs> Earth. Oh, yeah. Earthquake? Is there an earthquake going on? What's going on?
2: I was moving in the,
0: the pillow.
1: Oh, <laughs> <very pillow>. we well. go.
0: <laughs> so obviously kind of like, as you were saying, like you're you're working out with uh, gringos now. There's so many different ty- types of talent coming through and you're still an active competitor as well. Yes. So how have you kind of like, obviously the balance of a business and training constantly and teaching making sure you're still being able to be how, how are you balancing all your plates right now
2: it's it's uh definitely challenging but i've managed uh to do it uh, i've always been active even outside of jiu i've always been a very active person re- in, in in general so i've always had the good balancing in that sense even when i was working as a mechanic I did a lot of after hours too but uh I just balance it's just good balancing like i do the hours that i need to for fighters market then i go and train and just try i don't train as much as i used to like before i used to train seven days a week now i kind of don't so you know as we're getting older i lost a lot of time with my own kids so basically now i just the days I, I teach i try and train so i'll go train in the in the morning in north york and then i'll teach in the evening and i might do an evening class and then the following tuesday the next day it's break time i use that time with with the family
1: and just so it's one on one off one on one off well i wanted to ask you as well kind of tying into that uh being older being an older active competitor what are some uh advice that you would give to people that are you know on the maybe the wrong side of 40 or 30 that like me and aaron what would you tell them? Like, how, you know, how would you structure your training or how, how, or what advice would you give them?
2: Uh, Definitely. Like I found for myself now that I'm doing a one on and one off, it's been a huge success success for me in the sense of my recovery, uh, my cardio, all of that. So I, I still try and train as much as I can with the younger lads, you know, the 20 year olds and stuff like that, just so I get that, that good drive. Um, But having that day off, and if you choose not to have the day off, if there's times where I'll go, like probably five days straight, but the day that I'm usually off, if I do go and train, it's more drilling. Like I I don't do any form of rolling. I might do some form of exercise of lifting, but it's generally just light stuff just so my body can recover. And eating healthy too, right? Like you need to maintain all of that. Like as we get older, we got to eat healthier. Um, Even when you train, be smart you know when you're mm-hmm. training with the killers you got to be smart about it too right choose your partners wise
0: have you had a chance to kind of like train at all during the time like with uh whether it's with a body or on your own like maintaining strength
2: yeah so i i try to train with my son uh, but he He's just not into it anymore. He's 16, right? He's that teenager stage. Yeah, he might be uh,
1: into other things.
2: Yeah, he's, he's going through you know what I'm years. years. <laughs> but, um, I made an, a, an agreement with uh, one of uh, one of my um, training partners. I, we're not going to mention any names like that, but we made an agreement because he's isolated himself from, from basically the, the world as well. He works from home. Uh, He doesn't go into the office. He doesn't basically leave his house unless he has to. So sort of the same deal as us. So what we do is we'll train here at my house because I have a a dojo in the basement, 12 by 16, and I also have tatami mats outside in the backyard that we train as well. So if it's a nice sunny day, we'll train in the backyard. We'll train for about an hour and a half and sometimes two hours. We try and do that twice a week. Uh, We're hoping next week we can probably move it up to three times a week. But we only started doing this I don't know, I'd say about a month ago. Like the first two months, it was basically isolation from everybody until we really know what's going on in society, right? Because no one really knew what this was about
1: and what was going to happen. Yeah, I think in there yeah, I think you're right. There was a lot of like that initial fear. Like I told my story on here. Like I was in I was on vacation. Like I was in Costa Rica, and like I'm just looking up like the world has been like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, it's the world ending. Like, yeah. like, I go away for a week and, uh, you know, Aaron just fucks up everything. Way to go, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it, it's, it's a quite known fact that whenever Michael goes away on
1: vacation, something happens in the world. So, yeah, so it's, it, it's actually a running gag. So like I went to, I went to Cuba and I almost got stuck in a category five hurricane there. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I think – so there was that, and there was another one. Oh, I was supposed to go to Hawaii two years ago, and then the history of Hawaii, there's been, like, three, like, absolutely catastrophic, like, hurricanes. Like, they don't happen in the Pacific Ocean. It's more like in the Caribbean, like, Atlantic side. It's usually there. And they got hit by, like, a Category 5 hurricane, like, the same day that we were supposed to be flying in there. So we ended up wow. – cancel it, canceling our trip we didn't we didn't get stuck there but we ended up i think going uh, somewhere else instead but uh it seems like i'm bad luck whenever i I'll, I'll let everybody know next time i go travel somewhere so like the world doesn't end or like you can like build a bunker in your basement in case like you know apocalypse happens you can gather you know weapons whatever you need it, yeah, it, it
2: sounds up. like we should just lock you
1: in your basement i'll let you leave that's pretty much what i've been doing the last couple months i haven't really been out much either (laughs) because like in the first two months like i got back i'm like what's going on i go through the airport it's it's normal but then like there's no there's no cars on the road i'm like everybody's like secluded at their house they don't know what's going on but hopefully i think as i think everything's starting to open up like i from my what i understand i think um action reaction. I think it's starting to open up in Pickering as well. And I think a lot of other gyms are opening up as well. Have you been out there recently? Like, how's that? How's everything? Yeah, out on so the, the
2: East we sectors? opened up Monday. Um, basically we have like a, a, catalog about this big, like it's, we have all the, like the ministry guidelines, the OJ guidelines, other, the, the health guidelines. We have like a lot of guidelines that we're following Our our tatami mats are marked in locations. Uh, We have alley, basically like just alleyways between the marked locations that if you're in the far end, you got to go down this lane only, you can't cross to the other lane. So everybody's basically isolated in that sense. Um, But yeah, we started uh, on Monday. I I taught Monday, Wednesday, I'm going to be teaching this Friday. Um, But yeah, it wasn't a lot of people, which we knew, you know what I mean? Like it's, this is the, the touch go situation now, like people's comfort zone. But uh, the second class was okay. We had half a dozen kids, you know what I mean?
1: So we'll see. It's going to take a couple weeks. It's, I think it's like – it's just getting back to, like, what where everything was at. I think it's still going to take a little bit of time. Um, one thing I actually wanted to, to ask you. So there's a lot of younger, hungry people out there that want to be world champions. Um, you You probably get maybe, I don't know, 700 messages a day. Hey man, can you sponsor me? Hey man, I'm trying to go to worlds. Can you give me some money? I'll shout you out on the Instagram. Yeah. I want to ask you from a business owner standpoint, what um, advice uh, partly, I think uh, this is probably a two part question um, advice that you would give younger up and coming, I guess you could say talent um, on how to get sponsorships. Um, uh, from, and then from a business standpoint, what you're looking for and when you're looking to sponsor somebody.
2: Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, it. I actually have like, um, a file that I, I haven't put it on, on the website. I was going to put it on it to give you like guidelines on how to, you know, become a sponsored athlete, not just in, for us in general, but in, in the general aspect of it. But, you know, there's a lot of little key areas. Um, international competing is, is huge. So and and a lot of a lot of uh, brands, uh, and especially for us, we we recognize the IBGF, right? Just like mm-hmm. most people. So you know, if if you're not competing internationally, it's a little bit more difficult to get that sponsorship. You might be smashing the scene locally, which is great because you know we want that too, but internationally, we want to see that level of. Competition as well, right? And then it has to do with followers, right? There's a, a, you want to have a certain amount of followers just to begin with. So, what I've done, like for us, I've made tiers. So, for us to sponsor, we have like just a regular ambassador, which is just like a verbal agreement. And then we have a sponsored ambassador. And then we have tier one, two, three, four, and five. Five being like the Marcus Bouchetia and the Leandro Lowe's type of thing, which we're not there as far as Canada goes. Like for me financially, I'm not even there to do such a thing. Right. But I'm hoping, you know, with years to come, we will be there, but just compete internationally. And number one, like I, like you said, like I get messages, our email spam is like crazy. (laughs) Give give (laughs) me money. I want
0: to
2: go on vacation. just, Just recently, the other day I had four, uh, four athletes reach out to me for sponsorship and you know i love your brand and i would love to represent it and then i always scope like i always look into the athlete and if i can't see inside their profile i ask to follow them and then if you're not wearing it doesn't matter if it's kings or a different brand if you're asking someone to sponsor you it'd be nice to see that you're wearing their brand first yeah you're supporting the brand at least at some point yeah. right? like so th- these four people that inquired it i went on their 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 profile and not even like not even a t-shirt yeah. you, you clearly don't like <laughs> the brand that much can, can you know? sponsor me
1: i'm gonna wear a Hyperfly. oh wait uh never mind yeah <laughs> you know,
2: like, but there's there's areas there like that you you want to do like Competing internationally is huge. Having a lot of followers is also key, uh, and you morally like respectful. We don't want you know guys that are high strung shooting off their mouth, bad talking other people. we don't want people representing our brand that way either. and then there's other small little things like that we can
1: get into, I guess. Sure, we can get into those. We got plenty of time. Now I, I want you to imagine this sponsorship. So when you when you think the top names that King sponsors, there's Bushesha, there's Leandro well, Lowe. Yeah.
2: We we, all, we were talking about sponsoring him, uh, but it's just yeah, it wasn't it wasn't feasible at that time, anyways. But we Who do have Le- Leandro.
1: Leandro Lowe.
2: Yeah, oh, we I have didn't... Leandro Lowe, Fiona Davies, uh, yep. K- Kater- uh, Katrina. There's a bunch of them, right?
1: I want you to add in that fi- that tier five, Aaron Gall. That that's the, <laughs> that's the next future of the sport. That we need to go. add. The man, ha- the man that has a huge following. He's wearing a, a Hobson Mora hat, not even a Kings hat. Way to go, Aaron! <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk you up for his. Trust me, I'm on
0: hey. a budget right now. I can't even buy anything.
1: There you go. I have, I
0: have several. Every Kings Gis. Gis. hold on a second. I will say this: like since um, since Mike and I started um, our, our club up at our, our place, basically everybody has purchased a Kings gee. Like everybody, they do not purchase. Only one guy bought it to Tommy Gis and we're like, "What the fuck, man? You're totally ruining
1: this."
2: He's <laughs> not. He's not allowed in the him. photos. No. no,
1: no, no. We don't. We kick him out. but it's funny because when he i think when he bought that to tommy and then he shrunk it and now like the sleeves like are kind of like this (laughs) so now it, it doesn't even fit properly but i i will say and i'm not just saying this to suck up to you it there was kings was probably the first gi that i've owned that actually fit me properly like i've had a corral before and i feel like okay like the sleeves they fit me perfect but then like the like I would feel like I'm swimming in the top because it's it's cut so long that like yeah. I'd have to, I'd have to be another like 40, 50 pounds to like fill it fill it out and then oh. there'd be other geese. What was another one I had? There was a a Keiko back in the day where oh. I had that where it's that actually fit my my torso properly, but then once again like the sleeves are up to like my elbow. Once I once that thing got shrunk. I think it's actually a good uh, topic to discuss. Like, what are some things – I think we'll just throw it out to everybody. What are some things that you guys look for in a Gis?
2: Oh, man, Bruno Bruno spent a lot of time in, in development in the geese. Like,
1: He has, like, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Like He's very key on all of that, the, the type of material. Everything's already, for the most part, pre-shrunk. So it will shrink a little bit unless you get into the ballisticos and stuff like that, which they're – I don't say 100%. I never do, but I'll say 99% pre-shrunk. That's a a slick. That's my favorite one right now that I've had. Ballistical. The ballistical, the ultralight. The ultralight, like the ballistical, is just a lighter version of it. But same thing. It's virtually already shrunk. It's 99%. I'll I'll never say 100%. Mm. Yeah. But just the, the quality of the material, all of that stuff.
0: So when you look at like some of these newer geese, I I know, and I don't want to cross compare because like they put a lot of other stuff in it and I know sometimes they make geese that are like not even like legal for competitions. Right. So I think hyperfly has like the judo fly, I think is what it's called. It's like the Keenan brand.
2: What was that or something like
0: that? Yeah. I think it's more of a newer one. Right. But again, you can't wear it at competitions. It's more only for like pro shows or like just training so like is like what's your opinion on that is it more kind of like they're just trying to market something that the the company's going to buy or is it kind of like there's an actual plan to get these things
2: grow or yeah i don't think i don't think they'll be they'll ever be legal uh internationally anyways through the ibgf uh we do have just a couple of geese that you can't wear at ibgf i think it's just that fancy gi where, you know, like we have this, the sovereign, we have the white knight, black knight, which are not IBGF legal because of the liner. Um, the color geese, we you know, we have gray geese, we have green geese. We don't generally carry a lot of them. And we might do like a... Uh,
1: like a limited a release
2: long. of like... Yeah, those? we'll yeah. do a slight yeah. launch just to give people that option. But we always state, like it's stated it's not IBGF legal. And for the most part, we try... To do everything IBGF legal, we follow their their guidelines for all our geese when we when, we, when we're producting them.
1: I think it's just okay. more of a
2: showcase, like just so you have that option if you know if you're a guy that really likes military green because you're a you know a hunter and what have you, you're gonna want to get that geese to train in. You know I mean, my advice though, like for me, the the geese that I compete in now is the ultralight. I, I competed mm-hmm. in the comp for a, for a long time, probably competed in the comp 450 for for probably three years before I changed to the ballistical, but then I fell in love with this new ultralight. My advice as a as like being a, a competitor, I would say if you find the gi that you love competing in, stick with it. But buy yourself another one. So train with that gi, but don't train yeah. with the gi you're competing with. So it lasts longer. Mm-hmm. Just once in a gotcha. while with it to wear it in, but have that second gi of the same competition gi. Especially like if you feel good in that gi and you and your the results are good, yeah. Buy another. Gi. It's my
1: it's my lucky gi, bro. I gotta wear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I, I know what you're talking about because I have a white uh, a white king's one that I have that um that I've pretty much worn exclusively for competitions probably for the last couple of years. The yeah. all two times that I've competed in the last like seven years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the. I had my, my original gi, my King's gi, the, the very first King's gi I got, and we're going about seven years now, cause I've been eight. So seven years ago, Tony Isaacs gave me this gi, the Ripstop, which is illegal. We don't even make them anymore. I still have that gi, and it's in pristine condition. I still wear it once in a while, because I love the feeling of it. It's very similar to the Ultralight, and uh, yeah, but it goes to show you the quality, though so
0: when you look at like weave especially on the coat right so obviously this is like the standard like 450 whatever weave that you have but then you look at other companies like origin where they have like their dragon dragon weave i guess is what it's called or whatever (laughs) It's a very it's a very thin base well the material is very strong but they don't have it's not coarse at all yeah. Like, when you see stuff like that, is that kind of like, okay, this is the next step or is this just a, another way that people are just producing stuff?
2: I would say more just another, say it, it's not the next step, but like we have a gi, uh, the sport. It's probably, if not the lightest gi out there, it's super light. But the thing with that, like, we tighten the we. You'll find like a lot of, there's a lot of gis out there that are light. You get a hold of it and you're ripping that sleeve off or, you know, Mm -hmm. we've tightened the weave. So it's, it's still light, but it's a bit stronger in that sense. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
0: So especially like, um, how long has King been around? Like, is it like within the last 10 years? Yeah, Yeah, it's been 10 years. Okay. And so, when they kind of look at like when you're comparing when you compare geese now when you look at like i, I remember the first gee i owned was like an atama right so then it was like atama then there was um again red star was another one like when you look at like king where would they rank as far as kind of like quality
1: the best, Aaron, the best, I yo. know, I'm just,
0: I'm like, <laughs>
1: I'm just trying
2: the, to, like. What do
0: you think I, he's going
2: to say? I'm not biased, but <laughs> definitely at the, we're, we're, we're up there at the top with me. I'm not biased, but my logo's in the, the
1: background, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I would still say we're, we're, we're definitely 100%, if not the best guy out there right now, we're at the top with the best geese out there right now
0: that's all i wanted to hear yeah that's it that's <laughs> all i wanted to hear
2: i'm always gonna say we have the best geese but you know obviously there's there's other brands out there that you know based on ratings too you know what i mean like then you have other brands that are still developing they're still trying to understand the the product right okay so like um another brand that you also work with
0: is maeda so yeah. where is that kind of like on, their, on the spectrum? Because I know King is like
2: your your top tier, we'd like Maeda underneath, or is,
0: is that kind of how yeah, it works?
2: So, so King's is basically our top. We push that one a lot, because uh, that's the one we, we we push the most. That's the one we want there out the most. Uh, Maeda is just underneath it. So the Maeda cut, it's a little bit different though. We, the Maeda cut is more based on a, on a traditional Japanese Okay. Color. uh, Oh, okay. I didn't know that, actually. Like slim, yeah. So Maeda's more on the Japanese. Now, the new Maeda series, which is the B-Series, which we started uh, a year ago, that's more traditional cut to the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu side of Jiu-Jitsu. More like, not to say like the Kings, but it's it's within that range as far as the cut goes. Very, very similar. So we're not getting rid of the traditional Maeda. We're going to keep that, but we've also introduced the new B series basically is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a red label one. It's not a bad G. I I like it. It's a
0: nice simple one. where it's light. I just wear it once in a while.
2: And the price point too, right?
0: Yeah. No, I thought it was just a good gee, kind of like an extra training gee that I needed at the time. So no, it's a good gee. I don't mind it. It's, it's, it's not something I would take to a competition. They'll tear the sleeves right off of that thing. They're very loose
2: it's a wider cut for sure
0: yeah 100%. there's a lot of
2: play with it so well that's the beauty of the maeda like if you're a more husky bulky guy i probably wouldn't direct you to kings and mm-hmm. then we do have the sizes for kings for huskier guys too in the broad shoulders which is the h series right so you have like your a2 a 2 h al for long right but maeda is more a wide cut so i probably if you're having difficulties Getting into a Kings as much as you want
1: to have the Kings and it's just your shoulders are too broad because your husky is bulky, I would steer you towards the Maeda. I. I think uh, after quarantine, I think we're going to need more huskier geese. What do you think Aaron? <laughs> probably. I'll probably go with the H series.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's no, very possible. So um, kind of shifting gears here because obviously everybody's kind of like not getting any training in as much as they'd like to obviously. Canada's doing really well. We're really starting to flatten that curve, as they call it. Hopefully, we're opening up very soon. But then you look at places like California and other spots that were critical and say, I'm not going to mention a name, but they're we You got to shut down. You got to shut down. And then all of a sudden, they've opened up, but numbers are spiking, and they got full training going on. When you see that kind of stuff, I'm not going to mention any names, but- not <laughs> <mention> names. <laughs>
2: Yeah. There's a lot lot of that going on a lot, especially on on our neighbors.
1: Yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk about that because you know, you're a business owner, your, your business is obviously being affected by this and you know, on a, on a personal end. Yeah. You want to train, but like, what is, what is your take on what's going on right now? Man, it's loaded question. Um,
2: I, in the beginning, I, I, I truly believe that they really didn't know what the hell they were doing. Like the government had no clue to to what the, this really was.
1: Yeah, I I, I think thought, so too because yeah. just just because like well like who's who's been through a pandemic like it happens like what like the last major one was what nineteen eighteen that what that hit yeah. North America so like more than likely no one's been alive unless they're like hundred unless they're like hundred and twenty now. Nobody's really experienced this, so I, I, I don't even think the government even knows what to do sometimes. But, yeah, sorry, go on. No, but pretty
2: much, you know, you're, you're true. It's, it's true. I, I think we did good. I think we could have done better. Only because where it was, we had the opportunity to stop it before we even got here. If not maintain a very minimal part of this, right? Even now, like, okay, yeah, we're, we're the second largest country in the world. But our population is small and we're so spread out that we should be able to knock this out of the park. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, California alone is is
1: Canada population. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're so condensed. So yeah, it's gonna be more difficult for our neighbors to get a hold of it compared to us. Like I personally think we shouldn't be we shouldn't be in the stage that we are. It should be better. We're still better than most countries. As far as the numbers go what have you i think we should have been better i just don't think we we we, we you don't think we're proactive
1: more. enough i think yeah yeah, yeah. I, think so. I i kind of think that too because i remember when i was coming back from uh from vacation and all this was happening i was going through the airport and it was just like a regular day we came back it was like monday night i'm like i'm reading texts and calls and everything like the world is ending and then it's just like going through the airport, just like you, you just arrived back from uh, like Portugal. You're competing at Euros. It was basically yeah. exact same feeling, like no screening. There was like one question that's, hey, you know, so you have to self-isolate for 14 days. Click yes, click. I could have just, you know, went out. I could have went to downtown Toronto, partied.
2: Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was no
1: restrictions
2: to it. Coughed like, on everybody.
1: Like, I don't know. government
2: should have been more on top of that. Follow-ups was who's coming into country. You know what I mean? Okay. Then have checkups with them. Have they been actually quarantining themselves regardless if they're sick or not, because you could be a carrier, right? And those 14 days are going to give us a chance to find that out type of thing.
1: Right. When we never really did that. For, for that's a- th- yeah. And that's the thing. Like it's, it's so new that, you know, and everybody can react to it differently. There's some people are just like, you know, I'm sick for a couple of days. I don't feel well and then I'm fine. And other people are hospitalized. So like, you don't know, where you're going
2: to land in between yeah they were saying it's more the older people now but now you're seeing 20 year olds getting sick (laughs) you know going through the same things right so at this point now i think we just have to be more cautious and if we all just get on board and everybody does exactly what we're supposed to do we can get rid of this i mean look how many other countries have already done it that have zero Mm. cases. You know what I mean? And, and keeping it that way. We've got to get on board as, as Canadians all together. Just unite as one. Just follow the rules, man. You know what I mean? You think I want to wear a mask in my own shop when it's just me and my wife? But I do because the moment I open that door and the ministry decides to walk in and I'm not wearing a mask and I get a fine. I don't want to wear it, but I'm going to just so we yeah. can get the fun with, right?
1: Yeah. Jeff Santos for PM.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this message is brought to you by Jeff Santos. <laughs>
0: I, I think it comes down to some, yeah, it's not, and I don't want to call it compliance. I think it's just about working together really to do it. Right. Um, I was going to tell you before I had a funny story, because it was one of my buddies. Uh, he had to go down to Nevada for uh, a house reason. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Right. anyway he was able to get, over the border into the US and they go, Hey, you need to quarantine for 14 days. They're like, wait a second. I'm coming from Canada. I don't need to quarantine. Like, no, the state of Nevada, you need to quarantine for 14 days. So he's like, Oh, shit. I didn't realize I had to do that. I wasn't planning on being here for 14 days. So long story short, stays there for two days, then goes, okay, I'm going to go back to Canada. I'll quarantine gets on a plane flies back to Canada. Canada customs goes, Hey, You didn't quarantine for 14 days. We know because your Nexus at X. You've only been there for two days. You need to go back to the U.S. and complete your 14-day quarantine. And then you can come back and do another 14-day quarantine. (laughs) No way. So damn straight. So he's like, okay, I guess I'm going back to Nevada for the next month.
2: (laughs) Holy shit, eh? That's crazy. So, I mean, like, well, exactly. 14 there, quarantine here. What's the point?
0: Well, and, and again, like, that's what I again, I go on. It's like, what are you, What difference does it make now? I mean, like you've already been on the plane twice. I mean, you might as well quarantine back here, but I mean, that's what they
1: said. They're like, nope, you're quarantining. That's it. So now he was coming, sorry. He was coming back from Vegas. Now, was he quarantining for COVID or syphilis? I don't know, we're assuming COVID. <laughs> Cause, well, it, it is, it is Vegas. And you know what they say,
2: what
1: happens in Vegas days there I get it yeah. yeah but uh but unless it's gone again not,
2: not with today's technology, <laughs>
0: <You're
1: not laughs> with today's technology. <laughs> but Nothing's again it goes
0: to say like they're that them being proactive now but like it's too late right yeah. they didn't do that before and here we are right
2: and I and I fear for our neighbors because I, I really do they do not have no control over there their 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 structure it's so different than ours as far as the government go. goes. Like the president really has no control over any of that. It's all those states I don't, it's all the states and I don't
1: it you got everybody doing their own thing. Yeah. From like, what from a bird's eye view, right? No nobody, nobody's on the same page. It's just a complete free yeah. for all basically. Yeah.
2: It's it's crazy. I really fear for, for them because if they really don't get part of my French, their shit together, that that place is gonna collapse, man. If it keeps on going the way it is, yeah, like they 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 unfortunately got banned
0: from the U- European Union, so they yeah. can't travel into Europe at all, and they're constantly jumping on new list, new list, new list, and again, sixty thousand cases yesterday. I don't even know what the numbers are today, right? And some people will argue with me and say, "Well, that number is inflated. This is this, this is that." I'm like, sure. Call it whatever you want, but this, the reality is is you guys are in a pickle.
2: No, 100%. 100%. Yeah, they—they so. they, what, are they over 130,000 deaths already? Yeah. They're predicting 200 by September?
1: Like, it's crazy. You just run the numbers and the math. I want to ask you as well, like, have you had a chance to talk to Bruno down at in- in San Diego, what is because his his office is in, in San Diego. Like, what, what are have, what are his thoughts on this? I did, on? I
2: did talk to him. He's doing well. Like their family, like his family, himself are are, are healthy. They're safe. They've been kind of isolating themselves. Uh, they did shut down, fighters market for the most part. They had one staff member there through the, this pandemic, what you want to call it. Uh, just getting out whatever orders do come in and you know they slowed down as well uh they are now in operation slowly opening they do have staff going there but they're pretty much in the same boat like we are we just our doors are shut their doors are shut you know what i mean if you if you want to come in you basically you call in you make an appointment then we open the doors pick up your package if it's a wholesale account same kind of deal but as far as open to the public just come in and go that's not happening right now
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it's basically make an appointment or order online and like that's and i think that's that's really how i think a lot of businesses that are able to to operate that's how they're going to operate but fortunately for jujitsu places (laughs) you can't can't order jujitsu to your door with amazon and (laughs) here we are yeah it's true
2: they're there but even the schools there they're in full operation like and i like i follow a lot of the the guys out there and I'm not going to mention any academies or anything like that or any people I know, but they're like, like if nothing ever happened, like full on rolling 50 people in the, in the class type of thing. It's like, so so when you see that, like, what is, what do you, what's what thoughts go through your head? My mind's boggled because I have mixed emotions by, by it. Like I've, I've spoken to people from New Zealand, like via message, like to check in hey, how you guys doing out there, you know, just to see how, how it's working out over there. And if, are they training and you know, Hey, is your family doing well? Most, most importantly, I've spoken to guys in, in Italy, Spain, Brazil, Japan, um, Portugal. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anyone that has this virus or had this virus out of all those countries. So it's, it's, I, I got these mixed emotions about it. Like, is this real? Is it not real? Like we're seeing it on TV, but the news only likes to show you what, they want to show you, mm-hmm. and, and, and these days it seems like the news just wants to scare people. You know, we're th- they're, they're constantly talking about negative stuff. How about the positive stuff, man? Like we should, you should blend it. Talk about the negative and with the positive, so people go home or people go to sleep with more positive energy and, and less worriness, versus going to bed with negative energy, worrying, waking up with anxiety because they really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow because of all the bad news they just heard. You know what I mean? We need to know what's going on. We need to know the negative part of it. But I think people will need to end their conversation with the positive part of it. Yeah, all this has happened, but this has also happened. Look at all these people that survived. Look at all these businesses that are now open and thriving again. Not, yeah, a lot of people died today. This poor guy down the street, he had to close his shop. Well, that's today's news tonight, guys. I hope you guys had a great news and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Man, that's horrible. That's like wrong there was this wrong attitude wrong direction for the news right now what they're doing my personal opinion anyways
1: no i I agree as well that's why i can't watch the news most of the time it's just it's you're you're only going to hear about the negative of what's going on and especially i think during this situation it hasn't exactly helped to like you know you know keep people calm and relaxed i mean like yes the the okay like this is a bad situation but the world is not ending life will go on and just have to adapt and eventually thrive based on, you know, what, what's going on currently. For sure. No, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: And I think like you guys said, like the news is bad, but it also you have to almost stay off social media sometimes as well, because if you get start getting involved in the comments of like people's negative attitude and always complaining every single fucking day about yeah. something that's not changing, you're not going anywhere further right like it's just you have to just okay what's a good thing that happened today because i know what one thing that was bad was they started with the you know you guess new daily cases right and we had like a pile up of three days or whatever and the first thing that you see 500 new cases right but it's like hold on No, no, no 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 why don't you say like only 100 today and it's, you know, but these are spread out over the course of three days because these ones hadn't been tallied yet, but they always just throw out the bad number at first. And they don't talk about recoveries. They never talk about recoveries. Cause recoveries no. is a big thing because you have to look at it like, how many people have actually recovered? And it's like, okay, because that means that the spectrum is going down. We don't have many active cases anymore. Yeah. Before we had, and that's the big thing. Do How many active cases are
2: there in Ontario or whatever? And I think we're close to almost a thousand all over Ontario, which is amazing. No, we're doing extremely well, like, you know what I mean? Like that's hundred percent. And I think that has to do with all of us. You know, we just, you're always going to have that few group of people that just don't give a shit about anybody and do whatever they want to do and not follow the directions that, you know, our government's telling us to do. But overall we're doing pretty good for the most part, people are following it because they care, you know what I mean? And you have to, because the faster we get this shit done with the faster we can go back to normal reality. But the thing with the new, like you're saying, if they just that key word, you think we only—that's the key word. Only is more positive, even though the number's high. We only had five hundred, but by putting that word, it's still positive, because you're 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 basically telling me, don't worry about it. It's only five hundred. I mean, it could have been a thousand. It could have been two hundred thousand. It could have been fifty thousand, like the guys next door. We only had five hundred, right? They, they mm. These keywords
0: So especially like when you look at yourself, like what's kind of like the next step for you or yourself or whether it being for fire market, especially like once we get back to normal, like you said, like, what do you think like the next steps are?
2: Uh, so I haven't ridden off 2020, but I kind of have. Like for the most part, like all the tournaments are done. Just put put it it in
1: the garbage. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of people have written off twenty twenty. Honestly, I'm back in twenty (laughs) nineteen. Yeah. So those were the days.
2: (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, like I had had some ideas that I wanted to do, you know, upcoming towards the 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 events that we're gonna have here in in Ontario. Uh, Obviously, that's off the plates. But uh, there's definitely some directions I want to go. Uh, my goal has always been, like, basically, I want to show the rest of the world that Canada's here. We exist as jiu-jitsu practitioners. We have a lot of athletes that are just not recognized, right? And it's understandable. Like, a lot of us don't travel internationally to compete, so we don't get recognized. And I would love to see a, a format of, like, fight to win type of thing mm-hmm. here. Kind of like a pro a pro card? Yeah, like I know a couple of guys do that. You know what I mean? Like Rory makes that does the Parabellum type of thing. Uh, Tony likes to do do the the sub only uh, event. But Mm. I'd love to see. Oh, there goes my jets! Saw something didn't like. Um, I'd like to see something like to win in in Canada. Um, I have been speaking with two individuals uh, in regards to maybe doing something like that uh quarterly like every three months we do a card like what fight to win does have it on a a live feed so people can see it as well type of thing so we'll we'll see what if you know we're able to do that in in 2021 for the next year and there's other things i want to do like uh through this pandemic i've been doing raffles like giveaways like just to give back to to the community for their support, you know, by buying something raffled, like tea, Rash Guards tees through Maeda, through Kings Now in June, we did Choke Republic. I want to do other stuff that I have ideas that I want to do as well to give back to the community at the same time for their support through this time. But I'm looking forward to 2021. There's a lot of a lot of things that I have on my plate that I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do um, for the community. You know what I mean, I do a lot of things outside, like that people don't know, like, as far as, like, uh, I'd say charity, but we do try and support programs as best as we can. But um, fortunately, we weren't able to to do the one with uh, with Matt, with the police department. They usually do for the yeah.
0: city
2: We'd like to be a big part of that. Being, a, you know, myself, I spend a lot of years in sick kids in regards, so I definitely like to help that. Uh, I want to do something for the ladies for uh, Breast Cancer Month in October. It all depends now on on how this uh pandemic turns out so hopefully in october we have some form of normal training again and we can do something like that but i'm looking to reach out to cancer society on that as well maybe produce uh just a special edition e and then do the proceeds to to the breast cancer society and stuff like that but those are awesome. things that i want to do like that I, don't, I, don't, I normally don't talk about you know what i mean like just something that we want to do just give back to our community not just the jiu-jitsu community but just our community in general right nice uh
1: if you, if you do uh do any of those designs or anything let us know and we'll uh we'll put it up and we'll uh
2: pump it up for you yeah sounds good awesome so um
0: like you said you were talking about the, um, like making a custom gi and all that like how does that kind of work like do you guys just come up with the design or like do you guys have a manufacturing plant here do you already send it
2: back to san diego or like how does it work so so for example, like the Canada geese, for example, right? So I, I generally, I'm the one designing the Canada geese, and I I generally use the gi that we're already producing. So I use mm-hmm. the name of this year, last year I used the Com 450, um, and then I just kind of tweak it up, make sure that it has that bright, bright Canadian red, right? And then mm-hmm. it's up to it. Uh, there is something I want to do, which I'm not going to talk about it now, because it's already passed, so we'll have to wait until next year, but I'm excited. Okay, no it. worries. But uh, if we're doing like fully custom for schools, uh, myself and and my wife, Anne, we actually do a lot of their custom designing. So they'll send us their logo and then we'll kind of design something for them. And then we have uh, San Diego helps us a lot with their graphics and stuff. So we do a lot of the graphic designing and artwork there. Like we give them our ideas, they put it all together. They combine some of their ideas with ours. We come up with something, then we send it to to the academy, and usually it's it's a go, right? They, they they love the design. Like we just did one, e.g., all ranking uh, rash guards and spats and stuff like that. We did five uh, zero for Matt and the police force. Yeah, so for yep. rash and shorts for them too. So yeah, they just for the most part give us your logo, and uh, we'll put something together. Well, you know, we always talk about like what are your themes? What do you guys really look? Look at when you're doing something like that, and then we just put something together for you guys. And if you guys like it, great. If not, we can tweak it, right? It just mm-hmm. you have something so you, you have something to look at, and then we can work with it.
0: Gotcha. We'll have to send you our logo, see what you can come up with. Uh. Cool. Look forward I like to like it. it.
1: So, so uh, really Jeff, uh, we, we usually ask before we end do you okay. have any sponsors to thank? Oh man, just so small, right? like, you know,
2: thank you for, for always, you know, mentioning us, you, you know, we have, not to say we have a lot, like, but in Canada, we do quite a bit. Like I, I try to do as best as possible. And I, I always look at the finance part of it, right? If I just sponsor the world, then we won't be here either. But uh, we have amazing athletes and, you know, there's more amazing athletes out there that I would love to put on on our, on our list and, and get them sponsored is at just time. We just can't. So, you know, and we have cleaned up a little bit too, you know, some are, are not back on board with us anymore and it just has to do with finances too. Right. It has nothing to do with their activity or, you know, their performance is just financially right now, everybody's making cuts. It's not just us in general. That's yeah. right. But uh, I just want to thank them for the continued support and being there with us and even through these times, you know what I mean? And just thank everybody, everybody in general, our Jiu-Jitsu community for the support and the kind words. Cause we have people that are always calling me to make sure we're doing okay. And if there's anything they can do to help us and what have you. So just thank everybody. I love life, man.
0: Awesome. Love hearing it. Now Jeff, I want to thank you very much for hopping on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. I look forward to seeing the growth of fighter market, especially in Canada, and then also doing some more work with you is when we get everything going. No, for sure. Which I'm hoping for.
2: Yeah, if you guys need anything, just give us a shout. Uh, And it was an honor for me to be on board with you guys, man. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you. We'll uh,
2: we'll come by and roll by the pool soon. Sounds good, brother. My doors are open. I like it. All right, we'll talk. All right, take
0: care, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank
1: Thank
0: you.